0: hi panit welcome to my podcast sharing is empathy and first of all thank you for accepting my invitation for this episode dedicated to the product design segment it is indeed a great pleasure for me to host you in my studio in past we worked together as colleagues but now it is completely a new experience since it is my first episode when i am hosting you for my podcast let me give a quick background of you to my listeners Pudit is a design practitioner with close to 15 years of experience. He is a trusted catalyst known for moving things forward, creating focus while going through a sea of changes and solving complex problems. As a prolific innovator, having eight patents to his name in wide ranging areas such as AI, mobile security, near-field communication and digital printing. He also has a few white papers on his name in renowned research journals. Currently, he is working as a product designer for AI ML products. Once again, welcome to you, Puneet. Without taking much of your time, I'll ask some questions. AI and ML is the future of the tech industry. All design aspirants and existing designers who want to move in this domain would like to know what is the current state of design in the AI.
1: Hi, Surabhi. So, I'm really delighted to be here. And I think uh, I would really like to share my experience and my inputs with your design audience who are listening to this podcast so to answer your question i think uh, the current state of design in ai ecosystem has moved from being fearful and apprehensive to adopting and loving it wholeheartedly the singularity the or the predicted moment when computer intelligence surpasses human intelligence is right around the corner i feel many people say It will happen before the end of the century that we'll be jobless and living in an apocalyptic era whose nature we can only guess. But to be frank, I think we need to welcome the future. I'm sure we all have heard the forecasts predicting that automation will eliminate many professions, how any job that can be automated will be automated. And many of them say we are heading towards a disaster if we don't wake up and do something now. Sounds a bit scary, right? And to be frank, I also read these articles. I also go through all these studies. And as a result of that, I became really interested in this huge thing called artificial intelligence in a very personal way. And very soon, I also realized that it can eat my job as well. However confession to make i have a love-hate relationship with technology i love the promise of where it can take us and how it could change the world for the better but i also hate poor implementation which leads to unnecessary stress and technological burden for all of us having said that i'm also an optimist so for the rest of this podcast instead of doomsday predictions i will choose to live in denial and look at Artificial Intelligence as a beautiful thing which can only positively impact the design process and we as designers. What's given me hope here is hearing repetitively that the few surviving professions will be highly creative and will have the spark of creativity which is found in humans. But that's difficult to teach the machines in Mackenzie's report on four fundamentals of workplace automation. One fundamental addresses the future of creativity and meaning by saying capabilities such as creativity and sensing emotions are core to the human experience and also difficult to automate, which is a positive thing for us. Makes sense, right? So machines, you know, can't love. They can't feel empathy, but they can produce variations. Lots of them. However, these variations are only as good as their rules and training sets. They cannot break the mold. Now, coming to the current state of design in AI, I feel we are at the moment using Artificial Narrow Intelligence or ANI, also known as weak AI. So this kind of AI uh, is like working with someone who is a genius in one area, but not very good at most of other things like the AI that defeats world's best go player, but the same cannot describe a picture or even translate a sentence and we are all surrounded by these instances of AI, such as autonomous cars, Facebook's friend recommendations even talking to Cortana or Siri or even Alexa. Even some of the news we read on a daily basis is generated by this weak AI. This AI may be narrow, but it's powerful, it's useful, and it's surrounding us on a daily basis. So this realization got my designer brain wondering, how can this AI augment the design process? What I've recently seen as a practical and a very useful implementation of AI is in design thinking itself, where AI can help us fine-tune the synthesis of our research, or all the data we generate.
0: Alright, I must say that I am getting goosebumps, since the prospect of AI in design is very evident and promising in future. And I am pretty sure that the same emotions would be triggering in my listener's mind. Let's move to our next question. We all talk about design's contribution to AI. On the contrary, how is AI contributing to design?
1: I think this is an interesting question. Uh, So AI holds a lot of potential for the design world. But for this to happen, the hype around it needs to be deconstructed. It would be better if designers cleared their minds and didn't think about AI as artificial intelligence only, as though AI was going to work as some kind of magical technology. A more useful way to think about AI is, at least for the short term is, as augmented intelligence. Robots are not going to replace designers. Please do remember that. Very recently, IBM's ex-CEO, Ginny Rometti, recently... Uh, She expressed that if I considered the initials AI, I would have preferred augmented intelligence. And this is being said by a person who has been in this system, in this field for almost two decades. So AI is going to be mostly about optimization and speed in the near term designers working with AI can create designs faster and more cheaply due to increased speed and efficiency it is offering. The power of AI, I feel, will lie in the speed in which it can analyze vast amounts of data and suggest design adjustments. As designers, we can then cherry pick and approve adjustments based on that data. I feel the most effective designs to test can be created really quickly and multiple prototype versions can be a b tested with the users Uh, speedy design prototyping can also be done with an ai design tool where basic sketches are just scanned a few parameters are entered and a library of a lot of established ui components can be produced to render a prototype in alignment with a company's design system Although Airbnb is already doing it, they are already generating design components with production-ready code from hand-drawn wireframe sketches using machine learning and computer vision-enabled AI. But we designers are also faced with tedious day-to-day tasks such as product localization and creating the same graphics in multiple languages. We all do that and we all face those tedious things, right? Now netflix is already using augmented intelligence systems to translate artwork personalization and localization to show banners in multiple languages the system they are using it reads the master version and the personalized and localized graphics and these variations are rapidly produced all a designer has to do is check the graphics approve or reject it and if necessary just make some small changes which is a huge huge time saver for design teams. An AI algorithm has already changed or I would say accelerated the traditional role of a designer to generate millions of unique packaging designs for Nutella. This was a huge success for design and AI. In this case the AI algorithm pulled from a database of dozens of patterns and colors to create 7 million different versions of Nutella's graphic identity. All of them really unique. And these all have been splashed across the front of jars in retail stores in Italy. And you won't believe all 7 million jars were sold out in a month. Now, looking into the complex, ch- challenging words of VR, AR, and MR, which all demand a great deal of design work, I strongly feel AI could help designers build 3D VR worlds much more quickly. Once a basic design is established and a few parameters are provided, a smart AI system can easily generate a selection of design alternatives to present to the designer who would then choose the best designs according to their own preferences. So in the end, I think designers need not worry about AI. AI and robots will not replace us, at least not in the short term, and not in the next five to 10 years at least. Instead of being a threat, AI will present a series of exciting opportunities. Leveraging those design opportunities is not going to happen by magic, but by designers co-creating with AI, as our creativity sits in the crosshairs of art, science, engineering, and design. Technology in the past has made us stronger and faster. Now AI is going to make us smarter. We just need to wait a little bit longer.
0: Continuing the same conversation, I will ask an opposite question now. Where do you see design contributing to the most in the AI domain? Maybe one or three years down the line?
1: I think again, this is an interesting question, although just the opposite of what you asked earlier. And uh, I probably will uh, tell you from my experience. Uh, So to be honest, when I started in this space, I wasn't exactly sure what the role of product design would be on the AI team. We don't own a B2C product at the moment. So there isn't an application for the team to maintain and work on on a day-to-day basis. I also had a preconceived bias against designing technology first versus user first. So figuring out how to work effectively in a world where technological capabilities are unfolding in real time felt a bit awkward to me. I feel it will be useful to share the approach we are taking to offer design support to our product and development team partners and in the creation of new experiences. This information is going to be useful if you are also building out an AI design team or if you are curious about pursuing a role in designing AI experiences. So generally speaking, designers on the team are working on the following kinds of projects. First is designing prototypes. So when an AI tech team needs a prototype, demo, or even a visualization of their technology, they work with a product designer. Our AI designers make sure that people see what's possible with AI or artificial intelligence. We create prototypes showing how a particular technical capability might be used by people when AI is working well. For an AI designer, the creation process is usually to illustrate a set of product ideas as interactive prototypes with a set of visuals to briefly illustrate the idea. We use the interactive prototypes to get buy-in from the broader team that the idea is worth building out. the finished prototype to be used to green light a new research initiative or a development project within the ai org so designers working on ai products are working on a wide variety of ideas they are highly generative rather than going deep in one technology area They have a strong understanding of current AI capabilities and keep track of how new capabilities are developing. They have to be aware of those market trends. The second thing is around shaping new technology. So our AI designers also work as an embedded part of a technology team, shaping new technology. AI designers work on long-term areas of investment. For example, e-commerce, or other AI-assisted initiatives. These product teams are developing new AI capabilities. The work you do as a designer on a technology team blurs the lines between design, product management, and research. So we work here as a balanced team. You're working to ensure that development teams understand user needs relating to a particular type of technology and they are building the technology to directly solve those needs. You imagine new user experiences that might be seen by the users in three to five years and would take significant improvement in AI technology to achieve. And lastly, our AI designers go deep in understanding the long term vision for AI in their area of focus. And third, and the most important part, which our designers work on, is developing human-centered AI-driven products. So, we continuously work and focus on designing new human-centered AI-driven applications, testing them for viability, and if we find them promising, we pitch them for further research. The time horizon for projects in this space is farther out. So you're working in a world where you imagine people living life 5 to 10 years from now. You're thinking about how AI can offer better, socially powered services to people in the longer term. The products you build as a designer might be the Facebook or Instagram of the future or might be a totally new way of engaging with our communities. Designers in this space often have to be comfortable with ambiguity and have an understanding of how to create the criteria for continuing to pursue or even shut down a line of exploration.
0: Finally, we reached at the end of the episode, but often many professionals in the mid and advanced career stages want to move into a design career. So Puneet, what would you like to advise them to switch to a career in design, where they should start and what they should learn?
1: I think this particular question makes a lot of sense at this time because I see a lot of new designers and design aspirants coming and exploring with AI. Uh, some of them are very new and totally clueless about how they should start and how they can grow themselves as designers. So there is the classic folk in the road for product designers who are looking to grow in their career. One career path leads to management which is basically running teams and products or projects to managing people and to create impact through other people. The other path, the one I'm going to focus on in this podcast continues along the journey of an individual contributor which needs mastery of the craft or design to leadership without the need to manage and above all else, shipping great work and meaningful work. In my experience at product companies, career development for IC designers typically looks like becoming a senior and eventually a principal or staff designer. In my experience, I think many product designers who aim to achieve one of these positions tend to ask a seemingly simple question, what do I need to do to get promoted? However, this question rarely has a simple answer getting promoted is usually more nuanced than just nailing a series of discrete tasks like shipping a particular product for example. It also requires consistently demonstrating impact across a broad range of competencies that are often more amorphous like learning how to think strategically just as an example. While it is of course important to know what you want your next role to be once you do know, you should turn your attention to how to get there. Focus on the means as opposed to the end or the destination. This all sounds very simple, I I feel, but how can it be done in practice? Well, I think there is a recipe which I have found provides a healthy framing for IC designers in thinking about their growth and it's one It's one of those things that contains just two simple ingredients, results and behaviors. And let me explain what what I mean by this. So results, basically product designers who want to stay on the IC path often focus on improving their technical skills in order to achieve career growth. They gain expertise in systems thinking up level in their prototyping capabilities they become killer visual designers. They then use these skills to improve their execution, to ship better quality products faster and to get better results. Results are generally the output of the work that you do. As a product designer, results are assessed based on the quality and impact of your design work, based on whether you are shipping good design. That means your work should be valuable to customers and it should solve the right problems should be easy to use and understandable and most importantly it should be well crafted and polished so achieving great results is definitely important however it's also just one part of what it takes to be a great designer there is another ingredient that is less obvious less tangible but equally important to improve in in order for you to grow it's about how you go about your work it's about your behaviors behaviors are how you approach your work how you act how you think and communicate in your role the behaviors of a product designers of a product designer are assessed based on whether you can work successfully with the people around you which means you commit to doing things and then follow through you bring people from multiple disciplines together to drive projects forward. You are organized, methodical, and precise. You constantly search for opportunities to be impactful. And very importantly, your communication is articulate and compelling. Another dimensions on which behaviors can be assessed is whether you are demonstrating leadership in your role. Leadership is the most important Attribute for an IC to demonstrate as they become more tenured. Leadership can be practiced by those on both the management as well as the IC path. This term leadership is often conflated with management, but in actuality, I think they are two different practices. So, to summarize my point, I feel excellent design delivered by a designer who is difficult to work with or who works in isolation will not lead to an upward career trajectory or growth. And probably that's the reason Netflix has a policy called No Brilliant Jerks.
0: So there are so many things to ask. However, I have to end this conversation now. Soon I will make another episode with you on design and UX, Punit. Thank you very much. Finally, the episode ends and I hope all my listeners might have got so many insights. See you all soon with a new episode and with a new guest. If you like this episode, please like and subscribe it on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Anchor. Stay tuned. Bye.